Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. government shutdown another continuing resolution they're still trying to work out a full year budget in the meantime they've extended the spending until march tony katz 93 wibc good morning the senate passed at 77 18 the house 314 to 108 which means democrats are on board with a fair amount of republicans 108 Republicans oppose the spending. You got rid of McCarthy. You got Johnson. You reduced the majority by half. And then you're surprised you're getting the same things. I I won't even listen to anger on the subject. Go in the House by 130. And that'll be it. Or 30. Get an actual majority. Then do the work. You won't get me to say no. You won't do it. Now, the argument against it is, why can't Republicans just say, we're not spending this? We're not doing it. If it's shut down, it's shut down. It's not an argument I'm opposed to. It's an argument I am well in favor of, guys. Well in favor of. But since you have some people who always decide that it's not enough, as opposed to getting what you can and getting what you can and getting what you can and utilizing the incrementalism to get you to the place you want to be, you got to have a majority in order to move these things through. Because that first part, all or nothing, you're not going to get all the time. Every now and again, you do get a little lucky. Good thing we replaced McCarthy. Nothing changed. But good thing we replaced it. The Combine, that's for the NFL, stays in Indianapolis through 2025. Thrilled for the city. Fantastic. And I only hope that the NFL realizes that the Combine is not something you can roadshow. The Combine needs to stay. The Combine is should stay here. This is where it works. This is where it makes sense. So let us let us go about doing what we can to keep it here. And I know that people are working hard to make that happen. And as we talk about the blue line and the push against it from residents, from business owners, from uh, now the state listening to this, Sorry uh, if you think that some people shouldn't have a say. Um, There was this tweet from socialist Jesse Brown, who does a very strange thing. Look, got elected. We pushed for Libby Glass, the libertarian. The Republicans didn't run anybody because the Marion, uh, the the, the GOP uh, in Marion County uh, failures. 
Sorry, you haven't gotten it together yet. I don't know what it's going to take. Uh, on, the, on the state level, you didn't run anybody in a city-county council race. You run somebody in every race. This is your job. But we, we tried. The people of Indianapolis voted for a socialist, an outed, proud socialist, a guy who rallies with people to chant for genocide against Israel. The pictures are there. I'm not saying anything out of school here. Um, he does an interesting thing on social media. When I first saw it, I'm like, what am I looking at? It took me a little while to be like, oh, that's an interesting tactic. If you say something about him, let's say you're from us here at WIBC, They'll write, thanks for all the new followers and all the support that you're giving me. I appreciate it, comrade. I swear to you. You see this a couple times, like, what is happening here? He must think that that's cute. He must think that that's a a methodology to get you to stop talking about things that he's doing and saying. I talk about what people do and say. It's kind of the gig. It's uh, Carl, uh, producer Carl, I think it's how I get paid, right? I get paid to discuss what's happening out there and things that are being said by elected officials, right? Absolutely. Right? Not paid enough, though, correct? <laughs> not enough. No, and, not, and, you, and you either. You are not getting... Neither one of us is getting paid enough. It's ridiculous, I tell you. Uh, so I, I, I notice things, and I, and I discuss the things, and, and he's trying to, to somehow keep you from doing that, like, like that would work. But it was interesting phraseology at first. Well... This blue line conversation, talking about the east side and talking about Irvington, has pulled out a lot of people's angers. And Jesse, the council, it's the, the city county councilor, writes, today, Giacomo's owners went out of their way to give cover for over-the-top supervillain Aaron Freeman to wage war against Irvington, my district, and the city. I will never again in my life walk in their doors or spend a dime. First, over-the-top supervillain doesn't believe in the blue line, over-the-top supervillain. Jesse Brown supports an ideology that has murdered millions, and somehow he's a man of the people. I, I leave that one there. You'll have to discuss that in your own time. I have no idea if Giacomo's owners pushed for getting rid of the blue line or not. I, I have nothing to that. So I have no idea if this accusation from city county councilor Jesse Brown is accurate. But am I to believe that a city county councilor just on social media attacked a business in his city for voicing their opinion? For saying this has a serious issue to my business and I am opposed to it? Is this how he treats all business owners? With this level of not even veiled threat? My gosh! Seriously, Vapasli, check on your people. Uh, and, and don't tell me he's not your people. <laughs> he's, he's right there, sir. Vapasli is the president of the Indianapolis City County Council. You don't want to walk in a place, don't walk in a place. You don't want to spend a dime? Don't spend a dime. I don't get to tell you where to spend your money. It's, it's people like you who want to tell me where to spend my money. I don't tell you to where to spend your money. Uh, so I saw this. Um, and, and, and so I, I, uh, I, I put out there um, if uh, I'd like to place an order for Giacomo's Pizza today. Can uh, Please get in touch with me so you can take my money. 
And he's mad at me for doing that. Why are you doing this on Twitter? Does this look like a, a pizza app to you? Dude. Good comeback. Good guy. No, no, no. Totally witty. You got you got it covered. Listen. Um, I think it is very, very odd and questionable uh, that a city county councilor would say this about a business in his district. And I think the very concept of referring to it as a veiled threat is accurate. And I possibly am, am underplaying it. You think the blue line provides value. The people who follow you, Jesse Brown, um, are, are very, very upset. Here's one of those people. I used to love Giacomo's Pizza, but some things are more important, like changing car-centric transportation that is killing us and the planet or getting the boot of the Indiana State House off our necks. You don't think I should be able to utilize a car, but somehow the Indiana State House is the boot on the neck of the people? And so we're clear, thank you, uh, 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 Twitter user, X user, for being very clear that the objective of the blue line is to get rid of cars. That leads to another one of, of his followers uh, stating um, that they, they went to the Indiana Senate Appropriations Committee hearing wearing my bus-only scarf. By the way, go ahead. Use your voice. Good on you. No argument from me. Telling them to keep, meaning the, the, the state, to keep their hands off our bus lanes and dedicating my remarks to the four riders I've lost to traffic violence on Washington Street. There are car accidents, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't look at it. Traffic violence? There's a lot of ideology going on here. And that ideology is leading to a ridiculousness. But I don't think it's questionable now. And we should ask, did uh, a city county councilor just threaten a business so, uh, publicly? That question needs to get asked, Indianapolis. A funny thing happened on the way to Davos. This is the home of the World Economic Forum. For the first time in a long time, there were speakers who stated very clearly that this elitist globalist agenda this doesn't work this does not work this does not provide value as a matter of fact this is dangerous this is dangerous and this is damning tony katz 93 WIBC, good morning. Good to be with you. To hear people on the stage state with, with, with clarity that the issue in, in, in front of us is indeed this theory that only certain people can be in charge, and that large-scale government is the problem. It was pretty remarkable to see uh, the the new president, is that Argentina, engage this conversation, and, and others. It's wonderful to see. His talk 
Javier Malay. Stating quite clearly that the socialist agenda creates poverty, which, of course, it does. It does not bring anybody up. It pushes everybody down. Stating uh, today, I'm here to tell you that the Western world is in danger. And it is in danger because those who are supposed to have defended the values of the West are co-opted by a vision of the world that is inexorably lead, that inexorably leads to socialism and thereby to poverty. This is accurate. Talking about the dangers of collectivist experiments. Saying that they are the root cause of the problems afflicting the world. Socialism is a phenomenon that creates poverty. Free enterprise capitalism is the only tool we have to end hunger and poverty. This is also accurate. Um, I, 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 I'd like everybody else, I wonder what his future holds. In some of his commentaries, and I believe that this has got this is, has the translation on it, he talks about the state not being the solution. The state isn't the solution. Do not surrender to the advance of the state. The state is not the solution. The state is the problem itself. You are the true protagonists of this story. And rest assured that as from today, Argentina is your staunch, unconditional ally. Thank you very much and long live freedom. Damn it. Good. More of this and less of Philip Bump. I, I know, I know, you don't know who Philip Bump is. You don't spend that much time reading the Washington Post, which is spiraling out of control and down the drain, and no one notices what Jeff Bezos has done to this uh, vaunted institution. Look what Elon Musk has done to X. No one discusses what Bezos has done to the Washington Post. Philip Bump has a story at the Washington Post. This is the headline. I swear to you, I could not make this up. I simply don't have this skill set. I'm a creative dude. I don't have this. Are you ready? Good. Doing your own research is a good way to end up being wrong. What? Don't do your own research. As, as he states it, recently published research indicates that digging for more information about a false claim could just reinforce the claim, mix in deliberate misrepresentations, and things get even worse. So, national columnist for the Washington Post, we should only listen to you. We should only listen to you And we shouldn't use our own minds and engage in our own research and find uh, data and then check that data and be responsible with the data. No, just listen to Philip Bump. Just listen to your betters. What uh, President Malay of Argentina was warning about? It's people like Philip Bump and these elitists who really believe they should have dominion over our lives. They're proud of it. They want it. 
When you want to know who the authoritarians are, it's the people who think you shouldn't read. Oh, Tony, you're the people banning books. Sorry. It's the people who think adults shouldn't read as opposed to kids not being force-fed porn. Happy happy to clear that one up for you. Oh, sometimes this job is difficult. How bad is it? Don't sugarcoat it. Give it to me straight. Want coffee? I think I need some coffee. Time to fill up on the news, Tony Katz. 93 WIBC. Good morning. A fill up on the news presented by Absolute Wealth Management, LLC. The Absolute Wealth Retirement Planning Show. Sundays at 9 a.m. WIBC, WIBC.com. The Dow futures are up 213. What in the heck? 213. NASDAQ futures are up 126. They're both uh, pretty big. In the same day where Wayfair announces it's cutting 13% of its workforce or 1,650 jobs, Google is engaged in more job cuts. And then, well, you, you knew it was coming, right? This, this winter stretch has been super bad for the EV market, electric vehicles. Because, especially with Tesla, reports everywhere that the cold weather is sapping battery. People have run out of power. I have nothing against electric vehicles. I haven't changed my mind on this. I have something seriously against force. And how the administration and the green people, these pseudo-intellectuals, these ideologues over uh, putting their fantasies over their realities try to force electric vehicles on America. And states like California buying into this, we're not going to allow anything but electric vehicles to be sold, new vehicles to be sold in California after, was it 2030 or 2035? Then you see the slowing down of production. You see that they don't sell as well as gas-powered vehicles or hybrids. People... People understand the hybrid, right? I have gas, but when I can use uh, the electric, I save on a little bit of gas. That's great. Like, like People, I think, are very much there. And things like hydrogen, uh, where the byproduct is water, that's going to move people. But the, the, uh, the production has come down in places, and the, certainly the sales has come down. And then you see Hertz, the, the, the rental car people, dropped 20,000 Teslas from their fleet. And now Ford is cutting production of the F-150 Lightning. Full disclosure, I drive one right now. I'm telling you, it is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I, I can't say enough good things about it. I can't. But the marketplace is telling you a story. How dare any of us think that the marketplace shouldn't be listened to? They're cutting production because the marketplace isn't there. There's a market. It's just small, not large. It's not as large as the ideologues want to demand it to be because that's the story and that's the way it needs to be explained. If you had electric vehicles in the marketplace and uh, you, you, you let people sell electric vehicles, there'd be people who buy electric vehicles. 
They want it for um, the status. They want it for the environment, which has its own levels of questions. They want it for a whole host of reasons. The way I travel, the way I, I, I leave the house, the way I do things, electric works great for my life, and I just don't want to wait in line at a gas station ever again, ever. Right? There, people have all sorts of reasons. We would all go like this. Shrug of the shoulders. Okay. You have an ideology that used government as a way of force. And so these manufacturers went all in because they said, okay, the government's going to force people to do this. We got to meet that new market and get paid. And so you have companies that talk about, we're going to go all electric. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Government force does not equal good when it's applied upon the people and trying to change their habits. And then you looked at the cost and people said, yeah, I I can't do that. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't do that. And the vast majority of cases, I totally get it. They can't do it. So there's a lot of learning going on here. I think the best part of this story is the headline goes, Ford cuts production of F-150 Lightning EV, adds jobs at Bronco and Ranger plant. So, if that doesn't tell you where the American consumer is, I'm not sure what will. Ideology is not policy, and it rarely leads to good policy. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning. Another attack from the Houthi rebels on a commercial shipping vessel, launching two anti-ship ballistic missiles at a uh, ship flagged in the Marshall Islands, a U.S.-owned Greek-operated tanker ship. This, according to U.S. Central Command, Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. The Biden administration admitting that uh, these first round, uh, rounds of attacks on the Houthi rebels by the U.S. and the U.K. have not been effective at stopping them. They're going to keep going. Well, you don't keep going unless your plan is to destroy the Houthi rebels. And you don't destroy the Houthi rebels without dealing with their funder and supporter, which is Iran. So now what's the plan? And this could have all been avoided if the Biden administration had shown strength when this first started happening. But showing strength would show some level of support for Israel and Israel's existence in a worldview. And, well, you couldn't have that. Please don't tell me that Joe Biden has been a strong supporter of Israel. I simply won't buy it. He, he, oh, he said some words. I talked about it. The action has not kept up. And the party... The party full of Jew haters like Andre Carson and Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib and Jamal Bowman and Ocasio-Cortez and others. And filled with people of, I think, just confused mind like Chris Van Holland of Maryland, the senator from Maryland, Israel just needs to stop. Ceasefire has to happen. We have to apply pressure. Hamas needs to go and then you have opportunities. I will follow that story. And closer to home, over there at the airport, 
there there's champs, right? So is, is, I don't know if that's Terminal A or Terminal B. I, you go to the when you go to the left, there's champs, a little restaurant right right there. They're going out, going in its place. A dual branded HC Tavern and 1933 Lounge. So if you've been uh, to the yard in Fishers, this is uh, Hughes Culinary. This, this, this is uh, the St. Elmo's people, the Harry and Izzy's people. Now, on the other side, there already is a Harry and Izzy's, and they just did an expansion. And, and when I fly from that side, because you can cross, right? But I, I usually stick to the side. That, that's where I go. And I do eat before I get on the plane. In the suit. Don't get anything on the suit because I'm a professional people. So between them and Tinker, they're going to own the whole airport. That's crazy. By the end of the year, there's over 5,200 square feet uh, right there. Uh, they're, gonna, they're taking this over. Uh, so that, is, that possibility of a lease is being uh, discussed uh, today. Mickey Shuey with the story over at IBJ.com. Um, interesting. And this is the last champs because um, there was the one at, at Circle Center that closed uh, in 2021. And I guess there was one at Keystone at the Crossing. I don't recall that. I do not c- recall that. Um, now that that Circle Center is going to get redone, I, I'm not as pushy about the idea that, man, I'd like to see some of these spots filled. I think you got to wait for them all to get redone to see the spots filled. But I always thought where Champs was, uh, right, right there, was it Washington, Illinois? Right? I, I've, I've got the name. I haven't been downtown in a while, but I think I, like that's a that's a spot right across from the Conrad, right across from from, from Tastings and 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 Capitol Grill. That's a spot. And when it went out, we didn't refill that. It always drove me nuts. Drove me crazy. But I'll wait till they redo uh, the, the 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 mall. Uh, and and see what happens. Meanwhile, Champs is down to four locations nationwide. Arizona, Minnesota, Mississippi, and Wisconsin. They had more than 60 restaurants at one time. That's, things come, things go. One mistake can lead to another mistake. Sometimes it's bad management. Sometimes it's bad environment. Sometimes it is just bad luck. People forget luck. Very often plays a part. Very often plays a part in success and and failure. And some people want to kind of do away with that. They, they, They think that somehow they can change things through some kind of piety or or superior pseudo intellectualism and they can they can they can end that. You you can't. You can't end natural lottery either. Some people will be taller than others. Some people will be more attractive than others. Some people will be smarter than others. That is the way it is. One cannot change that. Certainly one should not try and look to mitigate that. And I would commend everybody to reading Harrison uh, Bergeron by uh, Kurt Vonnegut. Or at least uh, taking a look at the short film with Julie Haggerty that was made about it. It is frightening 
It is frightening as can be. It should scare you when you see people try and move down this road. Vonnegut. (laughs) Vonnegut brought the heat here. And it should be looked at. In the state of Indiana, there is a, a, a piece of legislation, a bit of legislation going through, requiring age verification for porn sites. Would require Hoosiers to verify their age in order to access porn websites in Indiana. Do you mean websites that are based in Indiana? Or being able to access a website from Indiana? It's to keep people under the age of 18 from accessing porn. Um, the argument being made is, look, we've got restrictions on cigarettes, alcohol, other things. Um, but there's no restrictions on internet porn. You have Senator Greg Taylor, a Democrat, saying, when I verify my age with a verifying agency, what confidence do any of us have that they will not take our personal information and sell it? What about the law-abiding citizen who should be able to enjoy these sites because they are an adult? Oh, when I find myself in agreement with the Democrats. We're going to have to break this down. I'll work on this on Tony Katz today. This gets slippery and ugly real quick. Two words I probably shouldn't use in association with online porn. 